Welcome to another episode of Open Dialogue, the podcast for collaborative SEOs and digital marketers. In this episode, I spoke with Luke Carthy, who is an e-commerce SEO consultant and formerly the digital lead at a company called Mayflex. Over the course of our chat, we learned how Luke has built an SEO dream team by getting developers to care about search. Luke also shared how he adapts the way that he communicates when speaking with the C-suite as well. And we were also coincidentally in the same building as Drake. So you want to see whether he made a surprise guest appearance. If you enjoy this podcast, please share and shout about it on social media. Um, you can use the hashtag open underscore dialogue. And you can also find me using the handle Sam underscore Marsden. You'll be able to find a written recap of this podcast over on the Deep Crawl blog by navigating to the page deepcrawl.com forward slash podcast. You'll also be able to find out about signing up to our mailing list so you can be notified when we release new episodes every other week. Before we get started, I would like to let you know that this podcast has been made possible by my employers, Deepcrawl. If you're interested in improving the technical health and organic performance of the websites that you manage with an enterprise level web crawler, then head on over to deepcrawl.com and have a look at how we can help. We've even got a two week free trial for you to use. But that's enough for the intro. Let's dive straight into this. Here's another episode of Open Dialogue featuring Luke Carthy. Hello and welcome to the show, Luke Carthy. Woo! You're right. Okay. <laughs> how you doing? Welcome to Open Dialogue. How does it feel to be one of our, our very first guests? Um, really, that was way too long a pause, wasn't it? It's awesome. <laughs> it's awesome. For, for, for yeah. people who obviously aren't here. Thoroughly like, underwhelmed. <laughs> it's like 70 degrees Celsius in this place and I'm sweating. I should have put my vest just, on. Just for a um, bit of context for our listeners, we're in the heart of East London here in Hackney and... Um, we're actually in the Hackney Picture House, which is playing host to a Netflix premiere um, of Top Boy. I, I don't know whether you've seen it, Luke. It's um, it's not it's not something that I can really endorse as um, as uh, being part of Deep Crawl. It's all about like um, street gangs and yeah, yeah drug pretty, dealing. But yeah, we're, 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 yeah. But pretty jay. anyway, Drake Drake's turned up outside. Yeah, Drake's so, next door. Yeah, so um, I, if you're listening, Drake, you know, <laughs> if you want to make a surprise That's appearance, right. <laughs> tell tell us about marketing experiences. We'd be more than happy to accommodate you here. Uh, but, brilliant. But yeah, um, so Luke, you are digital lead at Mayflex. Can you give us a bit of an overview about what who Mayflex are and your role there? Yeah, sure. So Mayflex is a company that um, no one, no one's heard of really. It's a it's a massive company, but it doesn't it doesn't uh, venture out in the real world very often. It's a it's a it's a business to business company, and Mayflex specialises in computer networks and security equipment. So um, all sorts of good stuff like that. So football stadiums, data centres, uh, anything that needs a camera or a network installation. That's what Mayflex get up to. We supply people and yeah, yeah, lots of cool stuff. Okay. And how did you get into, how did you come to work at Mayflex? Like, what what's your story into the world of search and CRO UX? Yeah, so I guess to answer your first question on um, how I got into Mayflex, mm -hmm. uh, I think like so many other people, you you know, 
kind of total jobs. <laughs> Start there, do a search, find a role. Um, and I just realised that in the digital space, um, Mayflex was in a in a pretty bad state and it needed a lot of help. But the thing that really drew me to it is it's business to business, right? It's But it's also e-commerce. So it was a, an additional challenge being in a, in a very technical environment. Um, but it's awesome. Two years later, uh, we're 170% year on year up on e-commerce sales. It's doing really well. Don't get me wrong, the, the roadmap is still... Yeah. humongous there is still a heck of a long way to go but yeah. it's really positive to see that we're making some of the competition sweat and, and mm -hmm. naturally our customers are, are clearly buying into the changes we're making as well nice. um, but I guess to go back to the other part of the question it started for me um, eBay so at the age of 16-ish 15-16 um, went to college had some EMA, you know, when the government... Oh, yeah, yeah, I, I was cashing yeah. in on that those <laughs> yeah. are the days. Lots of people spending on KFC and Subway, I was bankrolling that. Um, and, uh, so, what, uh, for our, our listeners, maybe overseas or um, too, too young to remember EMA, because yeah. they've cut it now, maybe, but it's, it's like a, it's it's a, a government kind of bursary for yeah. 16 to 18-year-olds. and um, It's like uni yeah. grant, but the light version, yeah. right? It's like, <laughs> I think it's like up to 30 quid a week. Um, and you'd have to go in and get your teachers to sign when you'd attended classes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah they'd just sign it because I don't want the grief. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it was, yeah, it was it was awesome. So I ended up saving up some stuff. I, I um, looked on eBay, found some products. I also had a part-time job at Curry's at the time. Yeah. So I was already, um, you know, on the bleeding edge of technology at that point. Right. And I was working there at the point where CRT, kind of like the big 50 kilogram TVs, oh, yeah. were turning monsters. into, yeah, those big things yeah. were turning into the whole plasma LCD revolution, right? right? So HDMI and HD had just brought out, um, you know, just coming through, Sky HD just come out, and ultimately there was a massive surge in people buying, or used to buying SCART leads, right, mm -hmm. for the people uh, who yeah. were above uh, probably about 25, <laughs> um, to HDMI cables. Anyway, found an opportunity on eBay, um, bought some product from Alibaba, sold them, and, and that's how I kind of fell into it. And then it was just looking at keywords, looking at what people were buying in terms of um, other competing listings, and that was kind of my segue into e-commerce yeah. and SEO, and it's yeah. just blossomed from from there really wow so yeah curries that's where it started <laughs> well done yeah. are they still curries still going now are yeah they? yeah yeah thanks to my efforts they're, yeah. um, they're absolutely <laughs> still going yeah uh, it's it's Comet that have uh, that have gone right okay I couldn't make still it. Going I, did, I didn't work for them that's why they didn't work as well <laughs> um, what I'm always keen to like find out not only how people get into to search but what what kind of like motivates you what 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 kind of like makes you tick? I yeah, guess. I'm yeah. coming this from this at a very from a very psychological perspective here. Yeah. So for me, SEO as a as a I guess a skill as a discipline on its own isn't enough for me to call it a day job. Mm -hmm. um, don't get me wrong. I think it's a, you know it's it's great. A lot of people do it and, and they thrive off it. But for me, the reason why I personally love e-commerce SEO so much is because it's purely tangible, right? Mm -hmm. So every change you make has a monetary benefit. Or yeah. deficit, is that the opposite? No, no, no. Yeah. why not? We'll go with it. Um, <laughs> but you're either doing good or bad things, right? So, you know, if you've got, um, if you're doing a, an IA restructuring, an internal architecture restructure, or you're, you know, doing maybe a redirect audit or anything, mm -hmm. um, of course, you can naturally see that in the power notes. Yeah. And that, for me, makes me tick. Because, of course, for me, I've, I've been in sales in the past, so that's 
immediately monetary, you know, kind of ticks all those boxes for me. Mm -hmm. Um, But then the SEO element is still there as well. So for me, e-commerce, SEO, seeing the power notes, seeing conversion, um, and ultimately knowing you're driving customer experience online are the things that kind of make me think, yeah, I'm I'm happy to do this probably for a heck of a long time. Yeah. Yeah, So, yeah. That sounds really cool. Um, and over the the past year or so, so that's that's kind of like I, I've known you. I think it was since the last search leads. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, where you you hadn't spoken before, or you, you had spoken before. Yeah. So that was a we, whirlwind. That really. Was. <laughs> oh my god. So I, yeah. what, what was it, Stephen Kenwright? He put out a tweet just before search leads, and was he was asking for. Um, speakers like last minute a last yeah. minute speaker and you yeah. you just were like yeah I'll, I'll give this speaking thing a go just put my hand up you know <laughs> playing your numbers at the lottery whatever I won't win yeah. just you know um, but yeah shout out to Stephen Kenwright um, but <laughs> absolutely that's what happened I think Stephen had a cancellation like 72 hours before search yeah. leads uh, 2018 um, and I was like all right, yeah cool I don't mind doing it um, anyway Stephen slid into my DMs and was like dude, let's talk. And I was like, oh my God. Um, so not only did I only have three days or something like that, three or four days to create a presentation, yeah. it was the first time speaking on a SEO um, conference. So I've spoken before at, you know, I've worked at an agency before we've had to pitch to a number of clients and stuff like that. But, mm-hmm. you know, to an official audience, if you like, um, specifically ready to tell you to pieces, potentially, if any <laughs> advice that comes out of your face is inbound or incorrect. Yeah, that was a bit intimidating. But do you know what? I, I massively enjoyed it. In, and for me, I think that was the absolute catalyst and springboard for what I do. It ultimately leads to why I'm here now, right? Yeah, um, definitely. Like you, you've... I, I can't think of another analogy other than you, you've spread like a bad rash across <laughs> the, the SEO and marketing. Cheers, mate. Nice one. <laughs> that, that's an endorsement right there. No, but you, you've gone on, like you've uh, spoken at MozCon recently. I yeah, saw man. you at Search Love last year. Yeah. You've been all over the place. So Getting around, isn't I? Yeah. First off, how, can, how do you convince the um, your bosses at Mayflex to let you do that? And... Yeah, what is this you now? Do you is it is it like an ego thing? Are you like are you just loving the the crowds and telling people all the the great work that you've been doing? Um, I don't know how to answer that without my employer potentially hearing this. But okay, <laughs> what I will say is, um, Mayflex are awesome. Um, you know, my line manager is great. I think he's seen the the, the bigger picture. Um, obviously, naturally, in what I do, I, I'm in the great place where I report directly to the MD. So there's mm-hmm. no politics, there's no kind yeah. of nonsense clogging things up. It's just me, him, in a room, talking about pain points and solutions. It's great. Mm-hmm. Um, equally, you know, my boss at Mayflex fully understands that in order to embrace digital, you've got to be part of it. So taking that time out to learn, to get new skills, to go and network, mm-hmm. um, but that, that's that's the that's the official answer, right? Okay. If I had to send an email yeah. to my boss, the proper answer is it's it, it's purely to get Mayflex out in the limelight. So right. yeah. you know, if I'm standing on the stage in front of I don't know a thousand or so people, and I've got a big slide saying Mayflex, that 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 yeah, that tickles my boss's ego a little bit for sure. <laughs> um, plus, you never know. I mean, we're in we're in um, environments where they ultimately need networking spaces, yeah, like sure. Lead Direct or yeah, Lead Arena or whatever. So, so it, it makes a lot of sense. Sure. Um, for me, in terms of why I do it, I think. I really enjoy spending time with people. Like I'm a mm-hmm. people person through and through. Um, and it, I think it just started as a, a thing, you know, yeah. going back to the, uh, the the situation with Stephen and that opportunity there. But it's blossomed into, holy, oh, you know, I can, this, this is all right. This, yeah. this, I enjoy this. <laughs> this is great. I'm networking with people. And it's, you know, equally, um, 
it helps with like you know tickets and stuff like that and been able to get around but for me um i think it's the networking side of things mm-hmm. i think it's the ability to kind of validate yourself as well to make sure that you know what you're talking about um and equally been in that kind of club if you like in quotes mm-hmm. um is, is a, a really good spot to be at so yeah again is it egotistical for me absolutely i mean it's great <laughs> you know people and so on and so forth but i think the bigger picture here is to be the best at what you do you have to be with the people who are best at what they do, sure. um, and I think yeah. that is has changed my mindset in a in a big mm-hmm. way. Speaking, yeah. so I can I can really relate to um, enjoying the networking side of things. I'm yeah. not. I wouldn't class myself as a people person. Um, I'd say I'm more of a complicated introvert where okay. <laughs> um, like essentially like if if I could choose, I'd kind of like just be on my own, I think. And like I enjoy my own company, but <laughs> I, I like to like venture out into different events and like get talking okay. to people. But afterwards it's always like, oh God, right, okay, that, yeah. that's done now. Oh. Yeah, yeah, well, for me, so I think I'm, like I'm happy short. to crowd surf. Yeah. It's, <laughs> but I hear you. And, uh, yeah. uh, it's, but for an introvert, mate, I, mm. I wouldn't see you as an introvert. I'd see you yeah. more of a, uh, an extroverted guy. So maybe you kind of, you know, you've mastered the, the, the kind of, yeah, uh, so, you know, the cloak of, I'm an introverted guy. I'm not a particularly kind of, you know, I don't like big crowds. However, yeah. you've, you've managed it quite well. I think. Yeah. Anyway, this Very podcast good. isn't about you. So, <laughs> um, so let's not it got on to me for five seconds. <laughs> <laughs> this is about deep crawl. Okay, about right. Let's move on to my next line of questioning then, which yeah. is all about Mayflex and how, um, so I was reading your blog post about how you built an SEO dream team. Uh, and yeah. what stood yeah. out to me in that post was that, first off, that, you've got um, a direct connection to the MD there. Yeah. And um, just also the extent to which you've got um, devs on board with what you're doing. Yeah. yeah so yeah, yeah. I'd be really interested to find out probably first about developers and okay. how you build that team. And because the things you were saying in there were all about um, just how just how into SEO they were. Yeah, and yeah. that's a problem that I think a lot of people struggle with. So yeah, so well, it's kind of getting the team buy-in, right? Yeah. Um, how, how have you achieved that? I think what it comes down to, I've had a bit of a springboard, as you kind of alluded to already. Mm-hmm. So um, I've directly reported to the MD, which is great. He he ultimately gave me a blank canvas and says, "You've got the skills. Go away and paint a Mona mm-hmm. Lisa in yep. digital terms." Um, and I'm I'm somewhere you know in the middle of of doing that right now. Um, but the reason why it works so well for me and my dev team is because it helped in the e-commerce sense of things, we can see power notes. Mm-hmm. And of course, the developers are driven by success. So I think one of the biggest problems that you will typically see in a development arena, in the development team, is what they build um, can be so far detached from what the customer is actually doing with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but equally, everyone wants to know that they're doing a good job. And I don't just mean doing a good job as in like what you've built works, what code you've run, what code you've built compiles. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about the bigger picture. So this particular functionality that you've built Mm-hmm. has generated this. Yeah. And that could be, um, you know, any kind of KPI you like. It could be an SEO KPI. It could be, you know, we've had six customers this week actually send some really good feedback in. Mm-hmm. Um, and then equally, Wayne, that will be saying we've had four customers who say they didn't particularly like this bit. Let's now go and fix that. Yeah. But I think given the developers, the visibility, and I guess the full window in terms of the impact of their work made a massive difference. Mm-hmm. So one case in point, one example I can think of is when we did the site migration. Mm-hmm. Um 
I started there two years ago. I was three months in, and I basically said, the site's a pile of crap. We need to do it all again. Right? <laughs> so these guys are like, you don't, pull, you don't pull any punches there. You're <laughs> no. just like, you're a sort of like real no-nonsense <laughs> approach to it. No <laughs> messing around. Hi, who are you? Um, I'm Luke, and I'm about to destroy the site. Um, and of course, going in like that, you know, people could either go one of two ways. You know, yeah. oh, an idiot is a fool. He doesn't know what he's doing. Or, mm. you know, you can bring them in line and say, you know, bring them into a team and make them feel that they're part of a, a bigger yeah. picture. Um, so what I did is I showed them a bunch of heat maps. I showed them, um, let's be honest, it wasn't like a three-day academy of what SEO is, but it's yeah. mainly how the customer can see and perceive and benefit mm -hmm. from and the ideas have gotten how it would work. All of a sudden, you've got developers that were kind of thinking, yep, yeah, I'm seeing a Jira board, I'm seeing tickets, I need to close that off, I've got a sprint to do, to yeah. actually... What I do here makes a direct contribution to what customers see there. Mm -hmm. And I think for me, that was the that was the turning point. Okay. Um, so to kind of summarize and bring that answer in a well-rounded way is if you bring your development team along with the journey, allow them to see what they're, what they're doing and how that impacts the customers or the user base or whatever it is, that can be a great thing. Mm -hmm. um, and it really helps you to sell what it is you're doing. Right. Okay. That's really cool. And... With regards to your MD, how how what's your relationship like with him? Um, or it's, her, or her? Yeah, so my boss is, I think, a bloke. Um, okay. <laughs> has a beard and a deep voice, yeah. I, I think. Um, but uh, yeah, the relationship with with him is 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 awesome. It's it's great in the sense of he gives me the space I need. Mm -hmm. So. We have a conversation probably about once a month. It doesn't really happen too much more than that. And a lot of people might think, oh, my God, like, how yeah. do you cope with just me? Personally, I love it mm -hmm. um, because I will go to him and I will say, look, I'll set the agenda for the meeting. I'll talk about all the problems I have and I'll talk about the solutions I've got for them. And he'll just yeah. interject at any point and say, well, we've got this going on. Mm -hmm. well, equally, there'll be something from the board that he wants to bring to my attention that I need to look at. Yeah. Um, but it's a really brilliant relationship because mm -hmm. he knows he can just throw issues at me from a digital perspective and I can either think we've either got a solution for that already here's the yeah. data um, or equally I've actually found a problem mm -hmm. before you've even realised it's a problem and actually here's a solution for it yeah. so he's very much got to the point where he feels he can just leave me to it and knows that the results will come from the back mm -hmm. of it um, and again that goes back to the whole my point I made a little while ago about the development team because yeah. The, the way in which they work is now completely different. Mm -hmm. um, yes, we work off sprints. Yes, we use the whole agile thing. That's nothing new. But, you know, I work with the development team that actually want to do the work for the customer's sake rather than feeling like, yeah, just box you checking, know, four yeah. o'clock, mate, I'm out. Yeah. Five o'clock, mate, I'm out. Um, and I, they love that. They can see it in the team. And actually what's happened is, as a culture, it's starting to bleed into other departments. Mm -hmm. So customer service is seeing yeah. the same sort of thing. Um, it's working in the IT space. Yeah. Uh, in fact, I'm trying to think of a really good example um, that sprung to my mind. I, I spoke a little while ago about heat maps. Mm -hmm. uh, so we had a project probably about a year ago now where we completely overhauled the internal search. We put a new supplier in, new provider. I'm losing my voice. Sorry. Bear me a It's all right. We can, we can edit <sighs> these things out. <clears throat> Okay, right, back in the game. Uh, right, as I was saying, so yeah, we had a, uh, 
a project where we completely rebuilt the internal search engine. Massive piece of work. There's SEO things to think about. There's customer centricity things to think about. There's the cost. There's the dev tickets and all that sort of stuff. Um, but what really sold it to the guys was the heat maps. As soon as they saw the old search versus the new one, and as soon as they saw the conversion rate of the old versus the new, as soon as they saw that within sort of like a week of it going live, there was a hundred thousand pounds of additional revenue via search. Yeah. That's like. Wow, mm-hmm. the stuff we're doing in the development team is actually making a difference. Yeah. Um, and that, that you know, I think that, that happens with anybody, right? You know, what, what doesn't matter what industry you work in, whether it's digital, whether it's automotive, whether it's even on a production line, if you can see that your actions here are making a difference there, mm-hmm. I mean, who wouldn't love that, right? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And are you using, <clears throat> um, are you communicating the results of what you do a lot with your development team in terms of like how much extra revenue? Um, various things they've implemented have made. Yeah. Is that and that yeah. is that something that kind of interests them? Because I, I can imagine it's like a key thing for communicating with the MD. But mm-hmm. yeah, developers developers love it. Um, it's in in a very different way in the sense mm-hmm. of with the developers it's quite you know low key it's quite casual you know we haven't got to do a whole bloody presentation for it it could just be right lads we're going out for a beer tonight because yeah. we've got something to celebrate mm-hmm. um, equally it could be the start of a weekly meeting we're just talking about some of the successes and stuff that we've done and um, while with the MD it's very much a case of here's the problem here's the solution mm-hmm. um, it's funny because when I'm speaking to the developers they like to talk in a, in a technical mindset right mm-hmm. so this particular thing generated this error caused this output that runtime problem and all this kind of stuff right yeah. the MD doesn't give a rat's ass about yeah. any of that yeah. he just purely cares about um, the, the summary of the problem what it means for the customer and the business mm-hmm. costs profit all that sort of stuff and what you've done to make a difference mm-hmm. and I think the developers, you have to kind of speak in a, not a different language, but I guess you have mm-hmm. to talk to what makes them tick. Yeah. And for them, it could be the fact that, you know, um, if we've got an SEO ticket and we've managed to do a little bit of logic, you know, a rule that mm-hmm. says, if you see this URL pattern, then go to this. And we've managed to get rid of, say, you know, 10,404 errors. Mm-hmm. The developers want to hear that stuff. That's yeah. cool. My MD, however, is like, that's just yeah. a number. anything <laughs> to me. What does that mean for money? Of course. So... I think it's almost been in the best possible way, kind of a little, not two-faced, but kind of having almost a bit of a split personality because mm-hmm. there's a way to talk in the boardroom, yeah. um, get to the point, mate, we want to know how much money you made, yeah, yeah. we want to know how much cost you're saving versus the development um, meeting, which is more like the staff room, when you're talking mm-hmm. about, oh, do you know what, this is rubbish, that's wearing me up, yeah. um, but we're smashing it here, we're not doing so well there, we need to pick up the pace here. Yeah. Um, and I find that dynamic really helps. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it sounds like you're very much the bridge between the, the commercial and the, the yeah, technical. I think yeah. every business needs to have that person. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't necessarily have to remain in the same sort of team, but there has to be a person who is kind of, has the board hat on yeah. and equally has the team hat on. Right? Yeah. Um, and it can get difficult because there is mm-hmm. times where, you know, things aren't going so well, the site might have gone down, it's a particularly, you know, you've rolled out a new update and nothing's yeah. going to plan. You know, someone's got to take the flat for that. And if you've been mm-hmm. too friendly with your developers, someone's going to have to come down on someone. So it yeah. does have its moments, but I find that not just at Mayflex, actually. Mm-hmm. In fact, the last probably two or three jobs, this particular working culture has been exactly the same. Yeah. Um, and as I said, I'm a people person, right? I'm eccentric, I'm loud, I'm opinionated, I've got a big <laughs> personality. And I think if I wasn't true to myself in that sense, it just wouldn't make sense. Yeah, right. Cool. And just touching on um, the SEO knowledge of your developers and equally your, I guess I'm, I'm keen to understand the, the extent to which they understand SEO and need to understand SEO. Okay. And, yeah. And then kind of 
the extent that you need to understand the the technical side of things. Yeah, so, I mean, if you can ever get a developer, there is a, a perfect hybrid between SEO mm-hmm. and development, whatever that development language is, whether it's, you know, JavaScript or PHP or whatever you're looking at. Mm-hmm. Amazing. You know, yeah. these people are probably fairly rare to find. They, of course, exist. A lot of them are consultants, you know. I'm sure there's people in DeepCrawl who work in a similar kind of way. But yeah. in the real world, if you like... Um, that can be tricky. You normally have a pure play developer or a pure play SEO, and then you got that cliche yeah, friction, friction, right, mm-hmm. of uh, the dev want to fix a technical problem, right? Mm-hmm. This is broken. We need to fix it. While an SEO is thinking, yeah. no, no, this is broken from an SEO point of view. It's causing mm-hmm. this issue. I can see the money or lack of money or whatever. Um, and I think, do you know what? I've completely forgotten your question, man. <laughs> right, hold on. Do you want to ask oh. that question again? And I will answer it. Because uh, I was just, I was going through it and I thought, oh, 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 oh. where are we going with this? Where are we going? Uh, yeah, with, with uh, your development team, like how much, how much do they know about SEO? And Okay. Okay. How much do they know about SEO? So, um, I'm just. I'm going to assume. I'm going to assume that the first take of that particular question isn't going to go in. So I'll answer it again in a similar sort of mm-hmm. way. So, um, <clears throat> what I will say is, you know, if you're in a situation where you can get a developer that's a perfect hybrid, right? So, a person that is kind of fifty percent down the middle, SEO understands it, technically brilliant, all that sort of good stuff, and is a really good, all-rounded, you know, all-well-rounded web developer. Mm-hmm. Perfect. You know, they, these are kind of like unicorns. Of course, these people do exist, but, um, you know when you're hiring, they're either command a heck of a lot more money or they're just rare people. So you naturally have an SEO manager or an SEO team and a web dev team and then you've got that friction in the middle between priorities. Mm -hmm. Um, What I think personally helps is that you will never really, depending on how the team's structured, you'll never really need for devs to fully understand SEO. But again, it's bringing them along for the journey. So Mm -hmm. if I'm specking a ticket that has a particular... um, logic to its URL redirect structure for a migration, for example. Mm-hmm. You know, a developer without context would have seen that as another ticket to complete. Yeah. But actually, if I bring to that ticket the context of how many URLs we're talking about here, mm-hmm. um, the potential risks, if we get it wrong, in terms of monetary losses, in terms of, you know, and again, giving them that picture of this is the pain we have right now, mm-hmm. this is the solution we need from an SEO point of view, and here's the potential uplift if we get it right, yeah. then you've got buy-in. You, 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 the developer in that sense, we development team are personally invested in what they're doing mm-hmm. rather than just seeing it as a, you know, completed it, off to QA, yeah. signing off. Sure. Um, but equally, I think it kind of piques their curiosity in a way as well. So... You know, they can be in a situation where they think, well, actually, is that going to work? We've done a canonical ticket before, and we have that conversation before where mm-hmm. I'll spec a ticket, and my developer um, in, in the team, Richard, has said, yeah, do you know what, mate? I, I don't think that's going to work so well. And I'm like, dude, <laughs> you've been paying attention. I just thought I was saying all this for no particular reason. But I think it's it's getting them to a point where they understand the concepts. You know, we'd never want to put them in a room and ask them to go and do a migration, yeah. but they'd understand and be able to fully explain a canonical 301, a 404, mm-hmm. and the, the complexes and connotations around each one of those. Okay. Um, yeah. So is it is it a very, like, in terms of their knowledge, is it just kind of you provide it as they need it and in the context of the, the sort of problems that you face? Or is there any sort of, like, ongoing education, like, I don't know whether if there was like a um, some sort of development in uh, that Google put out. Is that something that you'd share around, or is 
Is it yeah. like very practically I'm driven? quite specific with what I give the guys because what yeah. I don't want to do is make them feel that, oh, <laughs> Here he is. Here he is. Preaching again. from his Weekly SEO. emails come through on SEO again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, it literally is case by case. So yeah. I might not talk about SEO for three months because it's not in the roadmap, right? Mm-hmm. But what we're working on right now could be... I don't know, CRO stuff, which is yeah. pure play UX and, you know, speed and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so SEO, it's, it's as and when it, it comes up and as and when we find a problem. But equally, mm-hmm. um, to go back to that internal search project I spoke about a little while ago, mm-hmm. I remember identifying about one and a half million URLs that were in the Google index that were a complete waste of time. They were just a combination of parameters on parameters and just, you know, yeah. Before you know it, you've you got to quickly 100,000 just from looking at one start URL, right? right? Um, and I remember, you know, I can't remember if it was yourself um, at the Deep Crawl team or whether it was Rachel, but this whole enterprise SEO piece. No, it was actually yourself, right? You yeah. spoke about it at, don't tell me. <laughs> spoke <laughs> search leads. There we go, search yeah. leads. And I was like, dude, yes. Um, and uh, learning band as well, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was, that was cool stuff. So that, for me, was the perfect context to that dev meeting mm-hmm. because it's like, guys, we've yeah. got one and a half million URLs that are a complete waste of time. Yeah. All of a sudden, rather than just giving them a ticket which says, here's the problem, how to fix it, or actually not even, here's the problem, just specifically, this is the fix we need. It's like, guys, one and a half million URLs, no yeah. traffic, and then explaining the reasons why that's a problem. So mm-hmm. Google crawling things isn't great. It's going to impact our sales. It's going to impact this. It's going to put additional load on the server. All of a sudden, it's like, okay, yeah, we probably need to fix this. Um, so I guess I guess to kind of the theme I'm trying to get at here is developers need to understand what each dev ticket is going to do or what each uh, epic is going to be about mm-hmm. and how it will impact the customer journey. If it's yeah. just a ticket because it's a ticket, then it's, you know, people come to work because they want to do a good job. Yeah. Um, if you can give them validation that they are doing a good job and why and prove it, mm-hmm. awesome. Who doesn't yeah. love that? Um, and that's when you get developers to kind of be more than just developers. And I don't mean, you know, trying to get more work out of them, but yeah. think outside of the context of pure tech stack, writing code. Mm-hmm. You know, they're thinking about customer journey. They're thinking about success stories we've had before. Yeah. Um, and they, they, I guess in a way, they're kind of, product managers in a way that can develop and understand the nuances of, of SEO. Yeah. That's cool. awesome. And um, in terms of the prioritization sort of things, like what involvement do you have there? So are you are you able to to push things forward or are you kind of at the mercy of like other um other parties there? I'm super lucky. Um I have control of all of it. Oh, yeah, I know, I know. People, people are just doing. People are listening. And Zach is like, oh, this guy. It's a dream job. So uh, yeah, if I ever leave my job, I'll put a tweet out, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I own the whole thing, which is a blessing and a curse, right? right. Because um, naturally, my kind of go-to bias, my bribe, if you like, to putting stuff to the top of the queue is normally one of two things. Mm. It's a customer issue. Yeah. Or it's a customer experience problem that's like, oh my God, this affects so many people. It's just, or it's an SEO one. Right. And an SEO one isn't always necessarily that important, mm-hmm. right? It could be a big SEO problem, yeah. but yeah. it's not necessarily a big business yeah. problem. And I don't mean business problem in terms of profit and loss. I mean a business problem in terms of users using the site. They can right. still buy, the checkout still works, still mm-hmm. find the products. Um but there is situations where I'm doing a crawl or I'm poking around in something. I've looked at a report and gone, ooh. 
that, that's that's not right. <laughs> um, we could quickly fix that with just yeah. the, you know, and it's top of the queue, yeah. uh, or it's in the, immediately in the next sprint without speaking to anybody. Right. And then the guys will happily do it because they understand why and, and mm-hmm. they can see the context around it. But um, yeah, it is a blessing and a curse because you have to be, you have to have your. You have to sorry. You have to remember why you're putting something to the top. Mm-hmm. Is it just to satisfy your own kind of? Yeah. Yeah. Is it to satisfy your own desires, or is it for a bigger reason? Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes you do have to kind of slap yourself on the wrist and say, "Hey, this is more than just you, man." Um, <laughs> but yeah, the, the 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 development queue, the priority, the stand ups, the weekly meetings—they're all done by me along with SEO. Yeah. Basically. Sounds like you're in a great position. It's it's beautiful, mate. Yeah. <laughs> it, it gets really hot sometimes, especially like around big projects and releases, but mm-hmm. um, it creates an incredible relationship as well because yeah. we're all in it together. It's not, you know, as far as leadership's concerned, I'm very much a leader rather than a boss. I'm not the kind mm-hmm. of person who, who likes to point, you know, point my finger and say, you need to do that. It's very much a case of this is what we need to do. Yeah. Here's how I'd go about it. Let's talk about it. Mm-hmm. And let's see if you can think of a better solution. Yeah. Let's see if your development hack can think about this SEO problem in a way that I can't mm-hmm. because I'm not a developer. Yeah, um, um, yeah disclaimer, I, I'm not a coder at all. Yeah. I can't write a single line of code unless it's CSS or HTML. Yeah. Um, and even then you could argue they're not really program languages because they're not. But um, yeah, I, I think that puts me in a unique position as well because mm-hmm. I'm not obsessing over the code. Right. So my predecessor at Mayflex was a full stack kind of as disciplined as you like, pure play developer. Mm-hmm. Um, but what that meant is he was spending so much time looking at the code and validating his team's code, he wasn't thinking about the bigger picture and the right. customer and the business case. Yeah. Well, I couldn't give a rat's ass about the code yeah. as long as it works, mm-hmm. right? But I am thinking about the customer yeah. and what they want and the, the roadmap and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can argue either way, depending on where it is you sit in digital roadmap, yeah. whether you're more a developer, whether you know. But I think, it always boils down to one thing, regardless mm-hmm. of what it is that you do in the business. What does the customer want? What does the customer expect? And are you making that as easy as possible? Mm-hmm. Whether you're in sales, customer service, digital, SEO, development, whatever. Yeah. It's the same thing. Very wise words. Okay, we've spoken about a lot of good success stories here. Yeah. And it sounds like things are all rosy in the world of Mayflex and yeah. everything yeah. that you, you've been building there. Yeah, Monday morning. But, the site, <laughs> I I'd love to hear about some disaster stories or oh. some oh. times when, when things oh. haven't been quite so smooth sailing. Quite you, so rosy. I yeah. have a perfect one, so, which sits yeah. smack bang in the middle between development and customer experience this is a a sweet Um, spot this is a sweet spot and it was yo-yoing to and fro so anyway Mm -hmm. uh, to put you out of your suspense there was (laughs) I used to work for a company called Chemist Direct um, sell drugs Mm -hmm. online legal ones (laughs) not questionable ones good to hear yeah as far as I was aware anyway (laughs) Um, and our demographic was relatively mature right so we're talking sort of I've just said relatively mature, so I've got to be careful what number I say. But you're talking like <laughs> late 50s to okay. 60s, which is, you know, back in sort of 2009 is is fairly mm-hmm. neatest for that kind yeah. of age group. But the, the core demographic of customer was people who wanted a delivery service for their repeat prescriptions, their kind of, you know, treatments of medicines and all that sort of stuff delivered to them. Um, and as you can imagine, in pharmaceutical businesses, typically it's quite a mature audience. Anyway, long story short, the problem was... Um, Check out. So a pretty poignant uh, yeah. point in the tech stack, right? Um, and we had probably two or three a day. Bearing in mind, we had 
thousands of customers on a daily basis, but two or three customers a day will call and say, there's money on this card. I know there's money on this card. I've just okay. been to the co-op or something to go and buy my groceries. <laughs> um, I know there's money here. Why is it not working on your website? Right. Um, and then it went to a, you know, someone created a ticket and it went into Dev and Dev were yeah. like, we've tested it. It works. We've tried my card. I've tried it in the sandbox, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Technically, in works. quotes, it works perfectly mm-hmm. fine. Um, and then they come back, say, can't find it, can't replicate it, it's not a problem, close the ticket, and so on and so on and so on and so on. Right. Until we had a new software, piece of software called User Replay, which I absolutely adore, by the way. Go check it out if anyone's listening. Okay. Um, and what User Replay does is it captures all the error messages that fires in a customer session, right. aggregates them across the whole user base, and attributes those error messages to basket loss values. Ooh, so you can start to understand handy. whether it makes brilliant. <laughs> um, I was working in a business where I'm not so close to the MD here, but I knew what mm-hmm. he wanted to hear, which was, right. we're losing this money, can we go fix it? Or we're winning yeah. this money, can we go and win more? Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, back to the story. So I found out that it, technically, yeah, it was perfect, but mm-hmm. the problem was the error message was poorly written. So when a customer was punching in their card numbers and the expiry date and the CVC number, um, it was saying error, yada, 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 three, two, something, something. It was the API error from global payments or global pay at the time, right. um, which means absolutely nothing to a customer. Mm-hmm. And they're like, what the hell does that mean? Yeah. We found that just by changing that error message to your card number is invalid, mm-hmm. solve the problem. Yeah. And immediately £30,000 a day just came back. Just like yeah. that. And it had been yeah. a problem for like two years. Yeah. Um, okay. So technically, from a development point of view, it works. Yeah. Right? right, right card number, right expiry date, mm-hmm. right CVC, it goes through. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Um, but customers can't use it. So where does that responsibility lie? It's not yeah. a technical problem, even though they're constantly getting the ticket for it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a, a, a user experience issue. And yeah. we found that using user replay and yeah, but that was a constant, got to be close to two years where that issue just kept going through the dev queue. Like every, every really? week we'd have about five or 10 customers calling to say, it doesn't work. <laughs> Everyone would say, they're just, you know, yeah. the customers are old. They can't see properly. Yeah. They're probably punching the wrong card number, which is probably not wrong. Yeah. But the message you're displaying is it's, terrible. Yeah, not helpful. Yeah. Mm. Wow. That's... You'd think that would be fixed sooner. I hope you got like a, a handy, a nice little bonus after well, fixing that. Don't wear there for a reason. No, <laughs> um, it was, it, I took the satisfaction from it. But equally, yeah. that sparked changing culture in a development team because mm-hmm. they could start to understand that the messages you set on the web have a direct complication or connotation to the performance yeah. of that of the website. Mm-hmm. You can't just be going out and spitting API feedback in an error message and think yeah. that's okay, right? Um, <laughs> Pensioners aren't going to understand that. <laughs> no, I'm not going to understand that. And I'm nowhere near pension age yet. Thank you very much. But um, yeah, I, I think that just plays to the point of understanding sometimes a problem isn't necessarily a technical problem, but it's still yep. a problem. Yep. And it goes back to my point of what does the customer want? Mm-hmm. Regardless of what it is you do in the business, if the customer has a problem, yep. go and fix it. Mm-hmm. Right? So how ideally do you think the, these kind of people who are focused on user experience, where should they kind of sit within the company, would you say? That's a good question. So if I had to build my perfect team structure, my yep. team IA, if you like, so, um, <laughs> I would say that there should be no divide between content, SEO, development, um, and UX. I actually mm-hmm. think they should all be the same team because yeah. I've seen so many businesses, you hear the blog posts, you see the rants on Twitter, the LinkedIn posts, right, yeah. about 
marketing, chatting shit to kind of this team because this team couldn't do what they wanted to do and we want to do tweets all day and then it's yeah. like, no, we can't, we're not going to do social media because we can't see the, the conversion from it because, yeah. you know, right, this is all important stuff. Mm. Everyone has their place in the business. If, and this, this is sounding like some kind of religion, it's really not doing, it's not, <laughs> but if we was in a situation, I would have everybody in the same team. Yeah. Um, I think content should report into a single marketing director. Mm-hmm. SEO should report into a marketing director. Product, CRO, customer experience, customer services, to a point, mm-hmm. should have a direct line into um, into the marketing director. And the reason why is, the way I'd see it is a conveyor belt of problems. Yeah. And at the other end of it is solutions. Mm-hmm. So to give you a perfect example of that, problem is... Um, Customers are having friction on the site, for example. Yeah. They, they can't find something. Mm-hmm. Now, everybody in that team can add value. The content yeah. team can because they could write particular blog posts, um, maybe do a couple of GIF animations, walking them through how something works. Mm-hmm. The CRO team could have something to do with that because there's friction. Maybe yeah. there's something we can do to make it better. The SEO team could because they can work with content marketing to make sure you can find mm-hmm. it. The social team could because they can publish it and make it, you know, get more... Yeah. Um, exposure I guess on that particular piece all of a sudden you've got a well joined up team mm-hmm. so everyone's rather than fighting each other and having completely different buckets of priorities mm-hmm. it's one bucket of priorities divided across those skills that yeah. would personally be my dream team and that's what I'm working for at Mayflex mm-hmm. um, it's 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 tricky as hell right people yeah. process is hard mm-hmm. um, but I think that's how teams should be built yeah sounds um, like you're in a good position to to achieve that yeah I just think yeah, I just think it works. If everyone's centralized, and that sounds really cliche, but mm. um, if everyone has the same um, pain points, the same problem is working on the same projects, but yeah. can bring their own talents and skill sets and problems and solutions to it, then mm-hmm. it's perfect. Right? Yeah, sounds good. And um, just kind of like wrapping up this this section, is there any sort of advice that you'd give to SEOs who are looking for ways to better work with particularly developers? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because um, I guess this is exactly the journey I went on when I started at Mayflex. I'm the, I'm the new guy who wants mm-hmm. to go and, you know, ruffle some feathers, so to speak. Um, <laughs> with with your, your no-nonsense approach, was it yeah. like, as, as you say, you're going in there and going like, the site's a load of crap. And you're just going to have to like come along for the ride, or you're a bit more tactful than that. <laughs> I was a little bit more, yeah, sounded really harsh. Like, I was just literally throwing my fist down on the desk, like boom. It does sound very dramatic. Um, <laughs> so obviously, you know, the, the one thing I have is I'm not a developer, but you'll work in the same sort of space. I guess mm-hmm. it's anyone who works in a similar sort of environment. You've all you've got that kind of bond, if you like, because you're working for the same company. So what I realised is the development team hated the site. They hated the site, um, not from a customer perception because they didn't know what was going on there, but from a code updating point of view and trying to keep the thing stable Mm -hmm. was a serious pain in the ass for these guys because it was always slapdash. It was always polyfiller over cracks rather than actually fixing the wall itself. Mm -hmm. Um, So the minute, as I said, let's bulldoze the crap out of it and build it again, they're like, yeah. (laughs) Um, Wanting to do this for ages. Yeah. (laughs) So it's kind of, again, feeding their pain points as to why. Um, and I had a conversation with these guys and I was like, if you could choose a framework, what framework would you choose? And they were like, what? No one's ever asked us that before. <laughs> and I'm like, well, you built it. Surely that should be a question that you should be asked to you. Yeah. Actually, what used to happen is it would just be, you know, someone in the, I don't know, maybe you get a cold call to one of the sales directors or something. It's like, oh yeah, yeah, we're going to use Magento because 
<laughs> some geezer called Darren bought us a random drink, so it's trip club or something like that. But um, yeah, I actually think that talk to the developers and find out what these are they hate. So as an SEO, to answer your question, mm-hmm. um, if development are in the same building as you, get on a phone call with them and just put in a, you know, make it as formal or as informal as you want. Put in a half an hour meet request or just go downstairs with a, you know, a coffee and some, some biscuits or whatever and just say, look, let's talk about stuff. Yeah. Um, what is it you hate about the site? If you could change a certain workflow, what would it be? Um, and you might, you might not even be able to have any answers to these questions, but you might be able to answer or help with just one of them, yeah. which could, you know, tick the SEO box in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, you know, if they bring up the point of, oh, don't get SEO, let's mm-hmm. be honest, it just yeah. happened. Developers are like, oh, SEO is just a pain in the ass, mate. Mm-hmm. Just adds more tickets to the, to the queue. Mm-hmm. Um, as an SEO, you have then have your segue, if you like, to explaining why those tickets are there. And I don't mean why those tickets are there in the sense of because we need to fix a problem, mate. I mean, no, what does it mean? Mm-hmm. What does it benefit? How is it going to make a difference? Yeah. Can you potentially work together where you've got a bonus payout on uplifting sales, which is how it works in our team, right? So... Mm-hmm. Um, my team and the guys in my team are paid upon um, completion of tasks but um, you know with myself and a few other people in my team we are based upon KPIs Mm -hmm. so as a collective we get an even bigger bonus if we get both of them so that's how I'd say to get by and go and talk to the developers find out what they hate find out what they love Mm -hmm. um if it's a certain person, there's not a fat lot you can do about that besides speaking to HR. But if it's process, um, if it's a tool, if it's they don't get the fact that, you know, QA is always such a pain in the ass. Why is this so difficult? Hey, man. You know, I, I was in the ability to have that power where I can go to the MD and say, you know what, this stuff we've got here, mm-hmm. just get rid of it. Yeah. Um, and the fortunate thing is me and the MD speak the same language. We like... I've got no patience. The MD's got no patience. Yeah. I don't want to be sitting here talking about, <laughs> oh, yeah, you know, you know what it's like. Developers can do this all the time. You've got a solution you want, and the developers yeah. are like, I'm in a oh, yeah. I don't know, mate. You know, <laughs> we're going to have to fire up a new, a new S3 account, and like, you know, it's going to be API integrations and the yeah, tickets, and there's seven sprints away, and there's, dude, no, come on, man. Forget about that. What does the customer want? Um, and that, that I think I've said a couple mm-hmm. of times is, is what is so yeah. important. I, I think that's something that a lot um, within SEO we we forget quite a lot is yeah what are we what are we actually aiming for here beyond yeah. rankings. Mm-hmm. Um, if I, actually to um, to extend on that mm-hmm. point you just mentioned, mate, um, there's a I think I did a I can't remember if it was in a presentation or conversation with somebody, but from an SEO point of view at Mayflex, um, as an SEO myself, mm-hmm. I have failed, and the reason why I say this is because. I've been there for two years and traffic is probably growing about so far about 10% in two years not mm-hmm. a lot right um, but it depends on what your KPI is and as yeah. an SEO specifically an e-commerce SEO my KPI is not traffic to yeah. your point you mentioned mm-hmm. earlier yeah. um, my KPI is sales and customer uptake so yeah. as an SEO I failed but as a CRO and as a, I guess, someone who reports into the MD, mm. having 170% year-on-year growth in yeah. e-commerce sales is a brilliant statistic. Yeah. So it's just, yeah, it's to Making your point. better use of that, that traffic. There you go. Mm. Um, and I think you can also be in a situation where bringing additional traffic to a yeah. crap digital product is not a good job. Mm-hmm. Like, you yeah. can't say as an SEO you've done a good job just because you brought traffic. If the website's crap, the website's crap. Yeah. There's an underlying issue you need to fix before you start tinkering and, and making yeah. SEO better. Yeah. And I think as a product owner... Exactly. Yeah. As a product owner, as an SEO, as a developer, everyone needs to be at the same point, which is forget about bragging and egos and mm. me putting my technical skill set into this and growing traffic. Actually, yeah. 
Does it work? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's easy to use. Yeah. The customers find it, you know, in a certain way. Once you've got a good product um, or, a, or a good enough product, then yeah, turn up the volume on SEO, turn up yeah. the volume on CRO, social, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've, I, I, yeah, if we're straight to academy, when you see people just saying, oh, my job's to grow traffic. I don't care yeah. if the site's down, like, mm-hmm. you know, or I don't care if, if, um, if you can't use it particularly well on mobile, like, hey, man, I've got traffic up by 40% yeah. this year. That's, <laughs> that's not Probably being measured on, on the wrong KPIs Danger. there. But I also like the, the way that you um, talk about meeting with your developers, like uh, tea and biscuits. That's, like, far more civilised than the, the typical, like, buy them pizza and beers. Like, no, oh. let, let's sit down. Let's have, let's have a tea party and discuss let's this. Let's have a tea party. <laughs> it's very clear, British. The, the tequila and terrible food happens as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, once a quarter we go out and we get absolutely absolutely shit faced to be honest but it's purely done on team effort like we're not going to go out for no reason but there's a whole team spirit there we know that everyone in that team who is having a drink who is having a good time mm-hmm. has directly contributed to the success of the business yeah. and I, I don't mean directly contributed in terms of you've closed them out of tickets like mm-hmm. I, I don't really care about how many tickets you complete or whatever kind of egotistical kind of bragging right things you can say you've done. Again, mm-hmm. going back to the point of when I'm at an SEO conference, I can say I've removed 1.4 million URLs from a, um, a website, which is mm-hmm. actually like 90-something percent of the entire index, yeah. which to SEOs is like, oh my God, that's incredible. Yeah. But my boss doesn't care about that. <laughs> my boss couldn't give a rat's ass about anything I've just said. He wants yeah. to know, okay, great, dude, but what does that mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think... That's why we go out and celebrate. That's why we go out and have a good time because it's not just about the technical work we're doing. It's why we're doing it. It's the yeah. fact that, you know, for the first time ever, we've had the most customers ever using the site. It's the fact that um, for five consecutive months this year alone, we've had best ever sales to the point where every time I put out a blog post, yeah. people are like, oh, this dude. <laughs> Again. <laughs> Again. <laughs> best ever sales. You know, whatever, dude. Um, you know. It's it's awesome, but it's it's a family. We get along really yeah. well. Um, we each of the, we equally piss each other off as well, to be honest. But um, build a work family. Yeah, Ooh, I like I like <laughs> I like this advice. Yeah, yeah. not, not yeah, an we, actual family. Don't not, actual, <laughs> right, unless you want it. That's, yeah, that's you. <laughs> it's not advisable. So it's keep <laughs> it's keep, keep professional. Yeah. <laughs> But, um, yeah. Okay. Le- moving on from from from, from that fun. point. Yeah. <laughs> At the workplace. Okay. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna start wrapping this up. But yeah. I think what I'd really like to know. So I'm gonna give you two shameless plugs. Okay. And um, the first one you can promote. Um, anything that you're working on, anywhere that you're speaking at, okay. you can promote yourself in any way. And the second is something that makes your working life easier and something that you couldn't live without. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, in whichever order you like. Um, oh, all right. So, I'm going to do the imaginary cut thing for a second. Yep. So, do you know when this is, is going out? Like, roughly? Um, it'll probably be October. Ah, okay, right. <laughs> I, I, okay, so what I will say then. So, the first thing I want to promote... Um, my website, I'm going to blog more, I promise, um, but lukecarthy.com, anything that really gets my goat or anything I find that is like, oh, I really struggle to find this online. I want to go and mm-hmm. write about it. Um, it's normally very e-commerce centric, so all listing centric, a listing site, anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, lukecarthy.com, um, take a look at that. 
uh, if you want to. That was a terrible plug. I've done that no justice whatsoever, <laughs> but moving swiftly on. Um, one tool that I could not live without. Not necessarily a tool. It could be, um, it could be a service okay. that you use or a product. It could even be, uh, yeah, just whatever, whatever keep, keeps you functioning yes. and, and sane. Do you know what? Data layer, one hundred and fifty percent. Like okay. I couldn't live without that yeah. at all. Um, and I don't mean data layer is in the the cliche out the box. You know, e-commerce enhanced e-commerce integration. I mean, like being really clever with how you can use it. So mm-hmm. um, at Mayflex and places I've worked before, we capture every every error message that's fired on the site mm-hmm. and the quantity. And before GDPR came in, the user who did that, so we could find <laughs> out and give them a call and say, look, hey, you know, what's yeah. going on. Um, but yeah, data layer is incredible because it allows you to be super granular, um, even to the point of I'm trying to think of a perfect use case. Uh, yes, so we had a situation where customers are banging on about how terrible search was. This was before mm-hmm. we did the whole search migration. But we can never really understand why, because when we were doing the searches ourselves, um, the results we were getting were as expected. What we didn't realize is that they were talking about the predictive search, the auto-suggest search was absolutely hideous. But there was no way in the control panel for the search engine or a way the developers could quickly go away and build a dashboard, if you like, for that. Mm -hmm. So we used data layer and we just pushed each keystroke into um, an event. Or I can't remember the schematics or how it worked. What it ultimately allowed us to do was combine product recommendations with search terms and revenue losses and loads of cool stuff. And it Mm -hmm. was beautifully powerful. But I find um, it goes back to the law of incremental benefits, right? It's very difficult for you to move the needle by 10% in one go. But you can probably move the needle in 1% increments over, say, 10 months and do an improvement every single month. And data layer is definitely the Mm -hmm. kind of spinal cord of all of that stuff. I love that. Is there anyone that you'd particularly recommend following, like, um, to learn more about that, or any particular resources you can point people in the way of? Such a man crush on Simo. Yeah, I'm. (laughs) I'm going to um, (laughs) SMX Advanced Berlin. uh, That's that's at the end of September, so it might have already happened by the time this comes out. But yeah, he's going to be speaking there, and yeah, yeah, he's he's um, such a switched on guy. I think over the years, over the last three four years, many late nights swearing at my computer because data lading work. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's normally something you Google and Simo's normally there with a, mm-hmm. a comfort blanket of an answer. Yeah. He's um, prolific, isn't he? That guy is incredible. That guy's mm. incredible. But what I would say is on top of that is is be imaginative. Be imaginative, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, use data layer in ways that you may not have thought about before. Um, it can be, yeah, it can be as powerful as you make it, but at the same time, you know, GA is an awesome tool. Mm-hmm. Combine that with really rich data you got in data layer, you can start to build some really cool pictures. Yeah. Um, and in the world of e-commerce, it's always the small changes that make the big differences. Mm-hmm. Right? So, yeah. Cool. Get on data layer. Get like, on data layer. Yeah, I like that. Um, okay, so I think we'll wrap things up there. Um, but before we go, Luke, you're from, from Birmingham. Yeah. Is there is there a... Any anything that you'd like to say about the city of Birmingham and like uh, because okay. because I, I was hearing about the the Peaky Blinders effect, which oh, God. Um, and apparently Birmingham's a lot more popular now because of the show, even though yeah, uh, I don't know. I mean, I I live like yeah, I'm in Birmingham, but I live in like a quiet town in Birmingham. I'm right, not, I'm okay. not in the hustle and bustle of it. Um, wouldn't I like to say anything about Birmingham? I guess if you've never been to Birmingham before, <laughs> go, go to the ball ring and give the um, 
the the cliche. I don't even know what it's made from. Is it brass? Like the giant yeah, ball hook. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Birmingham's all right. What I can say is that the transport links from Birmingham to London are awesome. It's just sit on your backside for an hour and a bit and yeah. in London. For right. Right. Um, do I have anything else cool to say about Birmingham? Uh, Solly Hall's nice. <laughs> That's about it. That's about it. It's not that it's not nice. I'm just okay. not really a proper hardcore Brummie. There's people out there who are probably thinking, this guy in Brummie, don't know what yeah. he's talking about. <laughs> and they're probably right. All right. Thank you very much, Luke. Um, no where, where can people find you out, out in the world? Um, they can find me at... Uh, uh, where can they find me? It's late. Uh, <laughs> they can find me online, uh, Mr. Luke Carthy on Twitter, LukeCarthy.com. Basically, just Google Luke Carthy and you'll you'll find you'll find something. But normally, I'm at conferences all over the spot. So I'm at Brighton SEO. Um, it's September. This may have already gone out once that happens, but I'll probably be at the one in April the next year. I'll be at all of them. Um, I'll be, I'll be at all of them. Yeah. I'm at all the normal main ones, right? <laughs> um, good stockists and all that kind of yeah. stuff. But yeah, search love. Uh, I'm speaking there. Actually, yeah. I don't know how you're going to edit this in, but I am right. super excited to speak at Search Love. So I had a journey, wow. right? I had a journey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm about to preach. The, the, the Where, jazz hands have come out for this song, right? Yeah. Wait for the chords on the organ. <laughs> the chords on the organ, then we can have like the soul crew in right. the background. <laughs> <laughs> um, but <laughs> yeah, so community speaker slot. I applied to be a community speaker at last year's Search Love and I, uh, I, I got it. Um, it was awesome. It was the first one, uh, or the first uh, community speaker slots that they did, and I was like, awesome. Yeah, so I went on stage, spoke about something e-commerce, can't remember what, might have discontinued products, um, and they've invited me back again this year as a proper speaker now. Wow. So I can't wait. I'm looking forward to that. Um, although I've got to talk for 40 minutes which I'd like to say is quite difficult, but I've done that just fine now. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's... But that's because I've got your gorgeous face. On that side. It really helps. <laughs> oh, uh, thank you. <laughs> thank you very much. Um, <laughs> just for the record, in case, you know, because I, I think I've said I've got a man crush on Simo and I've just complimented Sam. <laughs> um, I like women. Uh, I'm just, I'm confident in myself. Right, this, is, this is this is turning into a dating profile now. <laughs> dating advice. With um, wow. Uh, this took a turn, yeah, didn't it? It really did. I've completely <laughs> gone off track here. Uh, <laughs> but you're speaking of Search Love. And yeah, I, I'd really, I'd really recommend yeah, going to Search Love London. I, yeah, I was at the last one. I saw your community slot there and yeah, yeah I was thoroughly impressed. So, Cheers, man. Yeah. And I know the, I know the uh, Rory Truesdale, he's speaking there um, as a community yes. speaker this year. So, yeah, hopefully I'm going to blag myself a ticket somehow. So, yeah, I mean, you'll yeah, make it happen. You've got the yeah. decrawl badge on you. Yeah. Like anywhere <laughs> VIP pass, surely. It's the golden ticket to anywhere in the SEO universe. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> right, well, thank you very much for joining me, Luke, and we'll end things there. Cheers. Cheers. A massive thank you to Luke for being such a great guest and for sharing some enlightening experiences and also for giving us a few laughs as well. If you want to hear more from Luke, you can find him on Twitter at Mr. Luke Carthy. And if you want to hear more from me, I'm at Sam underscore Marsden on Twitter. And if you'd like to share our humble podcast with the world, make sure that you add the hashtag open underscore dialogue. I'd also like to give a shout out to BMO Studios based in Hackney in London, who make this podcast sound as great as it does. If you want to find a written recap of this podcast, then you're in luck. You can head over to the Deep Crawl blog by visiting deepcrawl.com 
forward slash podcast, where you can sign up to our mailing list and be notified when we release new episodes on a bi-weekly basis. Also, if you haven't already, make sure to subscribe to Open Dialogue on whatever podcasting platform that you use, whether that be Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Thank you again for listening to Open Dialogue, and I look forward to you joining us again for the next episode. Thank you very much.